Second Chronicles chapter 20, verse 20, the Bible says in one translation, it says, early in the morning, they left for the desert of Tekoa. And as they set out, Jehoshaphat stood and said, listen, Judah and people of Jerusalem, have faith in God. Believe in God. Have faith in God. Have faith in the Lord, and you will be upheld. Have faith in his prophets. Believe in his prophets, and you'll be successful. After the consulting the people, Jehoshaphat, this is what he done. He was getting ready to go out to war. But he appointed singers. He appointed men to sing to the Lord and praise the Lord for the splendor of his holiness. That's what we've been doing. As they went out ahead of the army, the worshipers, the singers, musicians, these guys, they went out before the warriors. Some God's trying to tell us this morning. Eh? Uh, this is not my message, but sometimes we come into the house of God and we sit there and we try to say, move me if you can. God ain't going to move you. Sorry. Sing all the songs you want to. Scream all you want to. You ain't going to be moved because you don't want to be moved. Don't blame God and don't blame anybody else. It's your fault. Open up your heart. God sent musicians and singers out before the army to praise him giving thanks to the Lord, because the Bible said his love endures forever. It goes on to say, and as they begin to sing, <laughs> I love this part, as they begin to sing and praise, the Lord set ambushes against the men, against the enemy, if you will, of Ammon and Moab at Mount Seir, who were invading Judah, and they were defeated. Hallelujah. They were defeated. The men of Ammon and Moab rose up against the men from Mount Seir to destroy and annihilate them. And after they finished slaughtering the men from Seir, they helped to destroy on another. And I'm going to remind you of something that I reminded you of last week when I preached to you about not limiting God. God can do anything. God can do anything. There is nothing that God cannot do. There's nothing that God cannot do. Did you hear me? Nothing. There is nothing that God cannot do. Matter of fact, everywhere you go in Scripture, the Bible encourages us as Christians to simply have faith in God. Look at your neighbor and say, have faith. Have faith. We got to believe. We got to believe in God. The Bible tells us, as Knesset was pointing out earlier, in our darkest hour, it tells us many places in those moments that, Brother David, we have nowhere else to turn than trust God. I've simply got to trust God. I've got to trust God. One of the ways that faith is manifested, and this is not my message, but one of the ways faith is manifested is through your worship, through your singing, through your praise. I don't feel like praising God. It doesn't matter. It's not based upon your feeling. 
If every one of us was honest with ourselves, every one of us could say there's moments and there's days that we are not feeling like we can handle the praise because of the stuff that we're going through. It's not based on your feeling. But the Bible tells us that our singing was the result or it was a manifestation of people who trusted in God to see them through. (laughs) So don't let anybody ever stop your song. Don't you let anybody ever stop your praise. Even in the midst of stuff, don't let anybody stop the anointing that God has placed in your life through a song. Amen. As they were singing a while ago, victory is ours. Victory is ours, says the Lord. Father, in the name of Jesus, I'm asking you to do it one more time. Do it one more time. Do it one more time. Do it one more time, Lord. Do it one more time in our midst. Do it one more time in our midst. Do it one more time in our hearts. Do it one more time in our families. Do it one more time in our minds today. Do it one more time. Light the fire, oh God, one more time. Light it one more time in the name of Jesus. Let faith arise in this house today. And we'll give you thanks in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Amen. And amen. You may be seated today. Thank you so much, musicians, singers. Amen. Hallelujah. I like what I feel this morning. Hallelujah. Music, worship, brings us into the holy of holies. Brings us into that place of anointing in Him. Amen. Now, I don't want you to pay attention to what's going on down here. This is okay. If we need to move them for, as far as distraction to another room, we will. But I want you to pay attention to me this morning. Let God do what God wants to do, okay? Let faith arise. Let faith arise. What are you talking about, Pastor? Remember a scripture in the Bible in the New Testament where Paul and Silas were in jail one day. They got beat up. They were flogged, and they got sent to the prison about midnight, Brother Roger, the Bible said they began to sing. They were hurting, no doubt. They were in pain, no doubt. They were shackled, but they began to sing <laughs> because of their faith in God. The chains fell off from around them. Singing, a lot of times, is that outward sign of how we feel on the inside. I'll whistle, I'll hum, I'll do something all the time. Singing before the Lord. Why, Pastor? Because with God, every time we have victory, we've got victory. So the question is then, what is faith? What is faith? What is faith? Faith is that radar that guides us. Faith is that radar that guides our ship, guides our plane through the night. Sometimes it doesn't matter how dark it gets, it doesn't matter how foggy it gets, that beeping in our little subconscious area, our spirit man, if you will, that beeping on the radar tells the pilot that through the darkness, that down below is the runway, tells us what's out there. What are we supposed to do? We're just supposed to keep believing, we're supposed to keep trusting in the Lord, we're supposed to keep going to the Father. 
Can I tell you something? Going to God in prayer without faith is like going to Walmart without money. It ain't going to happen. When you go before the Lord in prayer, you must have faith. you got to have faith. Faith is believing in God for the impossible. Now, I know when I say that, you say, Pastor, that's easier said than done. I, I agree with you. It is. But faith is believing God for the impossible. Don't limit God. Quit limiting God. Believe God for the impossible. With your mind, what your mind can conceive, you can achieve with God's help. Amen. Through faith. The Bible tells us that there is nothing impossible with God. Now, I want that to settle just a second because I know we say it a lot. But I want it to settle on you. Nothing is impossible with God. It's not going like I want it to, Pastor. Well, am I doing what I need to do? Am I thinking the way I need to think? Am I praying the way I need to pray? Am I getting up and I'm searching the Scriptures? Am I doing what the Word tells me to do? Am I walking in the path that God wants me to walk in? Am I following His example? Nothing is impossible with God. It's not turning out the way I want it to. That may be the issue. Because God don't want it to turn out the way you want it to. God has got a higher calling for you than you have for yourself. He does. There's a lot of things I don't understand. I understand. I don't either. Don't understand a lot of things. But Brother Larry, my, my, my part is I simply must trust in God. When I was growing up and dad took me out hunting and dad took me out anywhere, I trusted this man to lead me where I needed to go, not to harm me. And I know why we pick a lot and we laugh a lot about the things that we've done, stories. But ultimately, I knew that my father, my mother was not going to harm me. They were going to protect me however they can. Right? You're the same way. There was no worry there was no worry that they, what, that they didn't have my back because that's what parents do. And you trust, you have faith in that. Do you understand something this morning? Let me help you. It's faith that you have that moves the hand of God. It's your faith. Not mine, your faith. It's your faith that moves the hand of God. There's nothing else that'll move. Your faith will move God's hand. So then, what are you believing God for today? In your mind, I want you to say it. If you've got a piece of paper and a pencil, I want you to write it down. What are you believing God for today? Do you mind just staying there today? Is that okay? You need a bench? All right, because I have to stand up, so you might as well stand up. All right. I like you playing behind me. What are we believing God for? What are we believing God for? You see, here's the problem. We don't think God can do it for me. We think God can do it for others, but I don't think God can do it for me. Why? Because my problem's too big. My problem's too wide. I, it's okay. I trust God for you, but I can't trust God for me. You understand the Bible tells us that God is no respecter of persons. He's no respecter of person. God will use you. You just got to respond in faith. You've got to respond in faith. 
In 2 Chronicles 20, verse 24, the Bible says, When the men of Judah came to the place that overlooks the desert and looked toward the vast army, they saw dead bodies laying on the ground. This is, this is after God set those ambushes against the people, against the enemy. They began to fight against themselves and kill one another. God's people didn't have to raise nothing. They saw dead bodies. Nobody escaped. And Jehoshaphat and his men went to carry off the plunder. And they found among them a great amount of wealth, of stuff, of equipment, articles of value, if you will, more than they could take away. As a matter of fact, the Bible said it took three days, can you imagine, to get all the stuff from the enemy. They went to get it. They went and took care of it. And the Bible said that after that, God gave Jehoshaphat peace throughout the land. Because those who live by faith in God have peace with God from their enemies. Let me ask you something. How'd you sleep last night? Was it a peaceful sleep? Or is there things going on in your mind that just keeps you awake all the time? Is there trouble at the house? Is there trouble in the camp? Is there trouble up here? Because you see, up here is the enemy's playground. Now, I know I'm just speaking and talking and teaching us a little bit this morning, but hear me today. Your faith will move the hand of God. And so then, if that's the case, I've got to exercise, Sister Marion, my faith in God. I've got to exercise it. I've got to use it. Amen. Now, before we go on any farther as far as why is it important to have faith, let me, let me tell you there's two interpretations of faith. There's a saving faith, as it talked about in 2 Chronicles 19 and 4. Matter of fact, there's a story I read the other day about a man who was, who was uh, accustomed to giving orders. There was this man that was accustomed to having things his own way. And he was traveling to, a, to an important meeting. He decided to take a shortcut and he found himself lost. And he decided to ask the first person that he saw what direction that he needed to go. And that first person was a child. And so he asked his child, he said, son, which way is it to this certain city? And the, and the little boy said, I don't know. I don't know. He said, well, how far is it to this other place? He said, I don't know that either. He said, well, is there somebody around here who can give me direction? He said, I don't know that either. And, there, and the more questions the man asked, the more angry he got because he was accustomed to giving orders and having things his own way. And he, he kept getting angry. The boy kept responding with the same answer, I don't know. Where finally the, the, finally the man lost his temper. He shouted, well, how much do you know? And for the first time, he said the little boy had a little smile on his face and he looked up the road a little bit, a winding little, a little house, the road to a, to a little house that had a little light that was glowing in the window and he looked where his brothers was playing in the yard and he looked where his sisters was playing in the yard and the boy said, I don't know what you're telling me, but I can tell you one thing, I ain't lost. I know where I am. Do we know where we are today? Are we lost today in our spirit, man? Where is it? Where, where is our walk with God? I, I'm telling you, this is, this is in my gut, if you will, this morning. Where are we in our walk with God today? Where are we? I'm tired of this playing games with God. We know how to play games with God. Where am I, Bridget, in my walk with God? God. 
I'm talking about me as a preacher. Where am I in my walk with God? Is it where it needs to be? Is my mind fastened upon Him? Is my focus upon Him where it needs to be? Where am I in my walk and my relationship with the Lord? Or am I just fooling myself, going through the motions, Brother Joe, and nothing really bad is happening to me, so I think everything is okay? Where am I? Where am I? Where am I in my walk? I want to tell you something. We've got to understand there's a saving faith, but there's also a faith for the impossible. A faith for the impossible. You know, there are several things that faith does in your life. One of the things is this. Living a life of faith, it'll please God. Hebrews eleven six 6 says, without faith it's impossible to please him. Because anybody who comes to him must believe that he exists and he rewards those that diligently seeks him. Hebrews 10 and 38 says this, but my righteous one will live by faith. They'll live by faith. So what is the scripture saying? The scripture telling us that God expects us to live a life of faith and it pleases God when I do that. It pleases God when I do that. It pleases God when I do that. One particular night, a house caught on fire and a young boy was forced to flee the roof. Father stood on the ground below and he outstretched arms and he hollered to the little son. He said, son, jump, I'll catch you. You know the scenario. The boy had had to jump to save his life and all the boy could see was the flame. All he could see was the smoke. All he could see was the blackness. and he, He couldn't imagine jumping from where he was. He said, dad, I can't see you. But the dad responded, yes, but I can see you. I'm going to tell you, there's moments in our life when I don't have a clue what I'm doing. There's moments in our life that I don't have a clue what direction I need to go. There's moments in our life when I can't see God whatsoever. There's moments in our life I don't have any bit of faith whatsoever. I feel like my faith is diminished. I feel like my faith is gone. I feel like my faith is nowhere to be found. But my Father, Daddy God, is saying, I see you. All you got to do is jump into my arms and receive me today. And you will be saved. Hallelujah. Have faith. Have faith in an almighty God. There's another thing I come to understand that living a life of faith, it'll produce a righteousness in me. It'll produce a righteousness in me. Hebrews 11.4 says, By faith, Abel offered God a better sacrifice than Cain. By faith, he was commanded as a righteous man when God spoke well of his offerings. And by faith, he still speaks even though he is dead. By faith. The Bible says, by faith, Abel offered his offering unto God. By faith with a heart, it pleased God and was commended as a righteous man. What are you talking about? I'm telling you, we've got to learn to draw close to Almighty God instead of drawing close to self-help techniques and all the things that we have to help us. Peel bottles is not going to do it. Psychiatrist is not going to do it. And I'm not saying that you don't need those every now and then, but I'm telling you more than anything, you need need the grace and the mercy of Almighty God. Hallelujah. To keep you through and to take you where it needs to go. What does it do, Pastor? What is a, what is a life of faith? It produces a closer walk with God. You know what I found out, Brother Joe? When I found out I can't find my faith, I walk closer to God. 
in those moments. Instead of, instead of uh, getting down on myself and, and worried about it, Brother Shane, about I don't have this and I don't have that, I know when I don't have that, I'm closer to God. Why? Because I need somebody I can hold on to. I need something I can hold on to. i got to have an anchor I can hold on to. i got to have something I can tie off with, and it's not going to lead me in a wrong path. Amen. Hallelujah. There's a difference between God and man. There's a difference between God and man. The difference is God is spirit, and the Bible said those that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. But the man, in other words, we're carnal-minded. It simply means we live life through senses and touch and feel and all of those things. And how many knows those things? We can't base who we are on that. Hallelujah. We want things explained. But the Bible says we got to live by faith. And simply saying that, there are simply some things we cannot explain, but I'm going to live by faith. Hallelujah. What are you talking about? Noah was 600 years old when he was commissioned to build the ark. He ain't never saw no rain. He ain't never saw no flood. Moses was 80 years old when God called him to lead the Israelites out of Egypt. By that time, give me a rocking chair. Let me just swing. But he was commissioned to lead his people. We got to stop thinking about the natural stuff and we got to start thinking and living by faith in the supernatural because with God, all things are possible. The Bible tells me I cannot fail. Hallelujah. <laughs> I cannot fail. Some of y'all need to hear that today. I cannot fail. You cannot fail with God's help. Amen. I may have to go a different direction. I may have to stop a little bit. I may have to back up. But I cannot fail with God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If I live a life of faith, it's going to guide me in the right direction. It's going to take me to where I need to go. How do you know that, Pastor? Hebrews 11.8 said, By faith, Abraham, when he was called to go to a place, he would later receive it as an inheritance. He obeyed and he went, even though he did not know where he was going. How many of y'all could do that? It'd <laughs> be tough for us. But by faith, he trusted God. He trusted God to guide him in the right direction. And God showed him where he needed to go. You know what I found out? That if I trust God, even though I sometimes don't know what direction I'm going, my life is not going to be dull, I promise you. My life is going to be exciting because I never know around the next corner what's going to happen. I never know who the next person I'm going to run into. I never know even this morning, Sister Julie come up and said, Hey, Brother Danny, I just come to tell you that I went to the doctor today and the doctor said it's not there. I'm healed in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. What do you do with that? You just simply lift up your hands and say, Thank you, God. We give you honor. We give you praise. Can God do it? Yes, he can. Can God do it? Yes, he can. Will he do it again? Yes, he will. But I've got to exercise my faith in an almighty God and choose to stand firm, throw my head up, throw my shoulders back, and say, devil, it ain't about you. It's all about God and what he wants in my life. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He'll guide us. He'll guide us. Another thing I found out living a life of faith It'll keep me, and this is where we are as God's people. It'll keep me from a life of complacency. I'll do it tomorrow. I'll get saved tomorrow. I'll change my life 
tomorrow. I've got plenty of time before the Lord is going to come. Just put off, I put off, I put off changing what I'm supposed to be doing. Hebrews eleven twenty four says, By faith Moses, when he had grown up, refused to be known as the son of Pharaoh's daughter. How many knows that complacency is a curse? Complacency will zap your energy. It'll dull attitudes. It'll cause drain on the brain. Now, I don't know about you, and you, some of you know me real well. I don't like to sit around. I get up early, go to bed early if I can, or at least be in the bed anyway. Don't like to sit around. I'll find something to do. Sometimes when we take off a few days here at church, I'll still be up here. Or I'll still do something. I find myself, if I stay home, Brother Sam, but I ain't got nothing to do, it'll drain me. I'll feel drained and empty because I have no schedule. Now, I'm preaching better than your shout right now, but some of you need to get this. I don't have nothing to drive me. Hello? And if I'm not careful in my spiritual walk, it's easy for me just to lay back. Hey, I'm all right. I got a good church. The bills are paid. Got people coming on Sundays. Every day I get a good phone call and it encourages me. Hello? And we get laid back and we get to be on autopilot sometimes. But I find myself feeling drained when that happens. Complacency will rob you. It'll rob you of those things. What are you talking about? Good enough becomes the watchword for tomorrow. Oh, it's good enough instead of excellence. It's good enough. It's good enough. Complacency makes people fear the unknown. Mistrust, if you will. We don't like the new because it may change some things. Complacent people follow the easiest course. It's almost like water. When you pour water downhill, it'll go the easiest course. It ain't going to run uphill. Sometimes people with complacency will run downhill. And they draw false strength from looking back. Moses refused to be known as the son of... Why, why would anybody give up riches and comfortableness like he had it? He had it all. But he didn't want to settle there. He had a higher calling. He had a higher calling. The other thing I found out living a life of faith, it moves the hand of God. It moves God's hand. You, you, you want to get God's attention? Have faith. You've been trying to get God's attention? Have faith. Have faith. Put your faith in God. Hebrews eleven twenty nine 29 says, By faith the people passed through the Red Sea on dry ground. But when the Egyptians tried to do so, they were drowned. By faith, the walls of Jericho fell on the people after the people, or fell on the city after the people of God and marched around them for seven days. By faith, the prostitute Rahab, because she welcomed the spies, was not killed with those who were disobedient. By faith, these things were done. Now there's message after message in that scripture right there, and I ain't got time to deal with it today. But by faith, they did this. They simply believe God for the impossible. If you was ever to tell me that I could take you as a body of believers and we could walk outside this building and we could walk around it seven times and it fall, I'd call you a liar. Why? Because I know a little something about structure. 
I know a little something about foundation. I know a little something about nails and screws. I know a little something about two-by-fours and two-by-twelves. I know, Brother Joe, from that sense, it's not going to fall. Amen. This city here of Jericho, it seemed impossible for the, for, the, for the Israelites to penetrate through the walls. They were thick walls. They were double walls. They were walls of that very first city that they come to conquer. And God said, just walk around it. You ain't got to pick up a sword. You ain't got to pick up a, a, a spear. You ain't got to do nothing. Just walk around it. They walk around it. Go back to the house. Next day, walk around it again. They walk around and go to the house. But on the seventh day, God said, walk seven times. And when you get through the seventh time, I want you to blow the horns. I want you to break the water pots. I want you to create a shout and a noise from the people of Jericho. Now, you got to understand, you've had seven days of watching this bunch of idiots walk around your wall, and now they're walking seven times, and now they're shouting, and now the the water uh, pots is being broke. But all of a sudden, they begin to be a shaking going on, and all of a sudden, the walls came down, and all of a sudden, what seemed impossible was now possible for the children of Israel to walk into the city and conquer the city of Jericho hallelujah (laughs) hallelujah you may think your wall is impossible today you may think your journey is long today You may think your life is unbearable today, but God has come to let you know today there is nothing impossible with me, says the Lord. Walk around that thing. Walk around that thing. Trust me, says the God. Have faith in me and see if I'll not do the impossible in your life. Trust me, says the Lord. Dare to step out on nothing and see what I can do. You've tried everything else. You've tried with people. You've tried with finance. You've tried with things. And you think that's going to help you. But it's not going to help you. Put your trust in me, says the Lord. Put your faith in me. Money will rot. It'll decay. Things will rust. It'll, it'll go away. But my faith and my love for you, you can't be sustained through it. If you'll hold on to me, if you'll trust in me, and not lean to the right or to the left, but Get your face looked toward me, says the Lord. Mm. Hallelujah. Have faith. Have faith. Have faith. Have faith. Have faith. Have faith. What are you waiting for? Faith. 
without faith, it's impossible to please God. I don't have no faith. Yes, you do. Bible says you do. Every man has been given a measure. Every woman has been given a measure of faith. You got it. It may be dormant, but you got it. It may be inactive, but you got it. You got it. I got to have faith. Hebrews 11.39 said these. We look at the book of the Hebrews. It's, a faith, it's the faith chapter. And it talked about that all these men and women, in verse 32, they ended up with God. They were killed. They endured hardship. They endured torture. They died. But none of them, Sister Mavis, lost their faith. None of them. Go back and read it. Be good reading for you this afternoon. In verse 39, the Bible said this. These were all commended for their faith. But listen, yet none of them received what had been promised to them. But they were still commended for their faith. They had heard about it. They'd listened what was coming. They understood the promises of God. None of them, Brother David, received it. They died in their faith. Some was tortured. Some was beat. Some had all kinds of things happen to him. We ain't there yet. We think sometimes we're persecuted. We ain't been persecuted yet as, as, as Christians. All of these things took place in their life. They died, killed in their faith. None of them lost their faith. And the Bible said they were commended for their faith. Noah, 120 years it took him to build the ark. All kinds of jeers, all kinds of accusations, all kinds of snide remarks, what this crazy guy's doing. 120 years he endured that. We can't rationalize that. One of the reasons is I ain't lived 120 years. I just know what I know. But 120 years he endured. Through faith, because God said, build an ark. Give him the instructions. And that's all he said. And he went and got the wood. He started working on the ark. Some massive something that folk ain't never seen of that day. You know good and well they come by and they laughed at him. You know good and well they come by and said, Moses, what in the world are you doing? Have you lost your mind? You know they had to. He kept building. He kept working. Kept working on the ark. In the midst of the laughing, in the midst of the jeering. And every day, you can't convince me otherwise, every day his faith grew. I'll put another board on. I'm going to stick another wood peg in. I'm going to hammer something else. Faith began to arise. I don't know what day it was in that 120 years. I'm not sure. But at some point during the time right before they finished or, or when they finished, I'm not sure how it happened, the animals started coming. Now explain that. They didn't have cell phones. They didn't have internet. They didn't have no animal contact to send out words saying, hey, all you creatures living below, come on up on the boat. 
But all of a sudden, they started showing up. And I can imagine Noah standing out there and said, Well, Mama, would you look at this? Go figure. Would you look at this? Look here, sons. Look here, daughter-in-laws. Can you see what's happening? Animals started coming and filling up the boat. The Bible said in Hebrews, by faith, he did this. By faith, it continued to grow. God wants to produce a character in you and I, but it'll only happen if we exercise our faith in an almighty God. Listen real quickly. From the diary of John Wesley, this is what it said in one of, the, in one of the, some of the pages. Sunday a.m., May 5th, preached at St. Anne's. I was asked not to come back anymore. Sunday p.m., May 5th, I preached at St. John's. The deacon said, get out and stay out. Sunday a.m., May 12th, I preached at St. Jude's. I can't go back there either. Sunday a.m., May 19th, I preached at St. Somebody Else's Church and deacons called a special meeting and said I can't go back there either. Sunday p.m., May 19th, I preached on the street and got kicked off the street. Sunday a.m., May 26th, I preached in a meadow, chased, uh, chased out of the meadow as a bull was turned loose during the service. Sunday a.m., June the 2nd, I preached out on the edge of town and I was kicked off the highway. Sunday p.m., June the 2nd, afternoon, I preached in a pastor and 10,000 people come to know the Lord. Hallelujah. What are you talking about, pastor? I'm talking about living by faith. It don't matter if I get knocked out here. It don't matter if I get knocked out there. It don't matter if I lose my sight this way and I lose my sight back that way. All I've got to do is keep moving forward with God. If God said it, I'm going to go forward. If God said it, I'm going to proclaim it. If God said it, he will do it. By faith, I'm going to move. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, God, help us. Where are we? Where are we today? Where are we today? Where is our walk today? Where is our relationship today? Is our faith there? Has it dwindled down to nothing? Where is our faith? Let me give you this and I'm going to let you go and we're going to let God have his way. Faith will help you see things that you can't see in the natural. Mm, Some of y'all need to grab a hold of that right there. In times past, I have spoken, and you've walked away from it. 
saying that it can't be done. In times past, I've encouraged you. And it only lasted for a season. In times past, I've told you things that's going to come to play, come to pass. And yet you believed only for a moment. And I'm telling you again today that what I've spoken will come to pass. Trust in me, says the Lord. Lean upon me. Lean upon me. Don't you limit me. Don't you put the restraints on me, says God. I'm not going to be bound in a house. I'm not going to be bound in a fence. I'm not going to be bound in some four-walled building they call a church. I'll be free to move as directed. And I'll be free to go where I want to go. And I'll be free to do what I want to do, says the Lord. Take the limits off. Second Kings six and fifteen said, "When the servant of a man of the man of God of God got up and went out early the next morning, an army with horses, chariots surrounded the city. He runs back in. He says, "Oh Lord, what are we going to do?" The servant asked. What are we going to do? The prophet answered and said, Don't be afraid. Those who are with us are more than those who are against us. Elisha prayed and said, Lord, open his eyes that he may see. God, open our eyes today that we may see. Open our eyes that we can see the harvest. Open our eyes to see what truth really is. Open our eyes to cause us not to be complacent. Open our eyes, God, to give us the faith that we need. Open our eyes. The servant went back out and he opened up his eyes and he saw hills full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha and the enemy. Dear Jesus, it's heavy, God, it's heavy, it's heavy. Open your eyes. The weight is more than I can bear. Open your eyes, full of faith. It's unbearable. I can't handle it. Open our eyes today. Understand that when you open your spiritual eyes, you'll see more horses and chariots of fire that's around the enemy, that's surrounding you, that you think that's surrounded you more than what's surrounding you. 
Why? Because God has got you. God's got your back. God's got your number. Simply trust in faith, believing that God is going to do what God said He's going to do. Quit trusting in man. Quit trusting in technology. Quit trusting in your own intellect. Forget about that stuff. If you can explain it, it ain't God. Did you hear me? There's some things I can't explain. There's some things I don't know what to do. There's some things I don't know what to say. All I've got to do is trust in God. All I've got to do is stand firm on the place that God said stand there until I tell you to go somewhere else. Quit worrying about how long it is. Quit worrying that ain't nothing happening. Quit worrying about God ain't talking. Just stand. Stand and trust God. Who, Jesus. Mm. If you're here today, musicians, come on. If you're here today, if you're here today, and you would agree with me, you feel, you feel what I sense in this house today, and you say, Pastor, I got to have faith. I got to have my faith to arise in my, I don't want to leave this place until faith has begun to arise in my life. I want you to get up and get to this altar right now. I don't know if I'm going to lay hands on you. I, I don't know any of that stuff. I don't want you to come for that reason. I just want you to come, and every step you take, you take it in faith. Those of you in the balcony, don't you let the balcony hinder you from coming to this altar. Those of you that sit with friends, don't you allow friends to stop you from coming to this altar. Don't you allow wife, don't you allow husband, don't you allow nothing to stop you and hinder you from coming to this altar. Have faith in an almighty God. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you've been having problems with your right rotary cup, shoulder area. God wants to touch you today. I want you to come to the center right here where Marilyn is. If you've been having trouble right here today, I want you to come. She's going to lay hands on you. You trust God. You trust God. Trust God. Allow God to heal you today. Allow God to heal you today. Pastor, it's me. I'm coming in faith. I'm coming in faith. I'm going to trust God today. I'm going to believe in God today. I'm not coming for, for any, any accolades. I'm not coming for any hand that's going to be laid on me. I'm going to trust God. I'm going to lift my hands up. I'm going to allow my faith to arise. I'm going to allow my faith to be built in Jesus' name today. Hallelujah. 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 We trust you, God. We trust you, God. Now look at me real quick before you pray. Look at me. Listen. Listen. There's no secret formula to faith. Can't find it in the Bible. Faith, just simply put it, is this. Stepping out on nothing. And believing God is going to be there. That's as simple as I know how to put it. It don't make no sense. I can't explain it. I don't understand it, but I ain't got to. I've got to take a step of faith. I've got to take a step of faith. I'm going to trust him. What are you talking about? Get out of your norm. Get out of the normal. Get out of what you're used to. Get out of how you used to be praying. 
I hope I can say this and you don't misunderstand me and go crazy with this. But sometimes we've got to get radical in our worship and in our praise in order to move where we are. Because it's abnormal for us. I don't want folks looking at me. I don't want folks laughing at me. I don't want folks talking about me. I don't want folks thinking I'm crazy. Well, it's high time that some folk think you crazy. They think it already. You might as well let them believe it. Trust God. Step out on faith and believe him. Hallelujah. Now lift up your voice and lift up your hands with me. Father, in the name of Jesus, from one side of this congregation in this altar to the other side in this altar area, God, we may be all up here for different things, but God, we're trusting in you. We're believing on you right now. We're stepping out on nothing. We're stepping out on nothing. We're stepping out and ain't nothing there. But God, we're going to trust in you. We're going to lean upon you. We're going to depend upon you. It's all about you, God. It's all about you, God. Let your anointing fall in this house today. Let your power fall. Let your your power fall. Let your power fall. Let your power fall. Let your power fall. Yetama Sunday, Mayatelava Sunday, Yetama Sunday, Mayatelava Sandaya, Yetama Sunday, Yelava Sunday, Mayatelava Sandaya, Yetama Sunday, do it, Lord, 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 do it, Father, do it, Father, we pray, do it, Father, do it, Father, we pray.